going on, y'all? New week, new episode. Back again. This is mm-hmm. the Gridiron Guys podcast with your boy Sean Pesos. And your boy Russ Digi. Ah, it's been a stressful week for your boy, man. Oh, bruh. I can only imagine. <laughs> it ain't been as stressful as somebody else's week this week. Yeah, not at all. Not at all. It went from euphoria to what the fuck. <laughs> yeah, bro. Seriously. In a matter of three days. Yeah, man. Let the people know who you're talking about, man. <laughs> Jump right in. Business is booming. A little is it booming? too much. <laughs> booming a little too hard. Yeah. For those that don't know, I am talking about Antonio Brown, former wide receiver of the Steelers and Raiders. Now currently of the New England Patriots. Yep. Who didn't play Monday. Uh, nope. Not Monday, but uh, Sunday. But he did practice Monday. Yep. And then his shit hit the fan. Yeah, seriously. So, there were allegations that were uh, put out to the world that A.B. raped and assaulted a woman that he went to college with. Horrible. Now, I don't know if this is true or not. I'm going to take the wait-and-see approach. Mm-hmm. Because if they, like, recently had a connection, then, okay, I can give some credence to it. But if they haven't mm-hmm. spoken since he's gotten in the league, then I'm looking at it a little shady. 17, 18. Oh, so it's recent. So my, my, my producer here told me it was uh, 17, 18 was the last time they had contact. It's yep. pretty new. Mm-hmm. So, it's not a good look, especially with all the other shit he's got going on. His reputation yeah. is taking a major, major hit on top of this. But I'm going to take the wait and see. I'm not going to condemn him until all the facts come out. Now, that's understandable. Or her, for that matter. Because people love to condemn the female. And situation. that's kind of what I was... Yeah, I was going to touch on that, too. Go ahead, sir. All right. Well, do you want to start with the football portion of everything? Because everything kind of just happened like Saturday and then it just flowed. Like, so he was a Raider and I won't say Saturday. I guess that was like what Friday when they initially talked about uh, him going to have a meeting with John Gruden and uh, Mike Mayock. And apparently they got into an altercation and he was kicked out of the building, allegedly resulting in him calling him a cracker and punting the football. And that's when they wanted to find him roughly 215000 But in addition to that happening, it gave them the leeway to void the $30 million contract mm-hmm. and pay them as they pay him as they saw fit, which basically unguaranteed the guarantee portion of his contract. At that point in time, he wanted to be released and pretty much forced his way out of Oakland, um, soon to be Vegas. No sooner than we got that news, it wasn't even 24 hours before the New England Patriots signed him. And he had a deal at least getting that first, the half of that money, that 15 million, half of the 30 million, nine million of it was guaranteed. But 
depending upon his performance, he would pretty much collect on the same amount of money, but with an opportunity to win a Super Bowl, of course. And I think he <clears throat> another option. After right, and they get, right, and he had a second year option that would definitely allow him to collect on the whole thirty million. But at least, you know, looking at it from a logistical standpoint, if he were to get fifteen million and win a Super Bowl, he could go play for anybody at that point in time and get that money back. Mm. That ring is kind of irreplaceable. Plus, uh... <laughs> yeah, definitely plus some. So, um, just touching upon that, uh, my stance on everything was I felt like Mike Mayock was a little too emotional. Mm-hmm. Uh, in his choices, and he made a rash decision early. And um, I think the biggest reason why I say that is because you know that when you let AB go and he's a hot commodity, my take on it was if he didn't have a DUI, if he wasn't busted for drugs, if it wasn't a DV or domestic violence case, um, the NFL doesn't really have any leg to stand on to do anything to him for all the antics and I'm using air quotes all the antics that were going on with him so basically any team would just pick him up and regardless if it was the New England Patriots of course he wouldn't go to the Steelers but you're giving him the ability that he could assign with the Chiefs he could assign with the Chargers you know from a competitive standpoint you're just giving away this commodity over your emotions when you really could have if you wanted to be mean you could have either find him constantly, like you could have left him with the guaranteed money, but you could have found him constantly, or you could have traded him. And you could have traded him somewhere where he wouldn't have been successful and he wouldn't have been a threat. You know what I mean? You could have traded him to Tampa Bay and did, all right, y'all figure it out. That ain't, I mean, that wouldn't have helped you, but you know what I mean? Right. Or you could have traded him to Arizona. Y'all figure it out. You know what I'm saying? So, and, and from that standpoint, I was kind of I wasn't on his side. I was just defending the premise that, you know, he didn't really do anything using quotation marks again. That was that detrimental, something that couldn't be worked out in a conversation. I mean, it was a quote unquote distraction, I guess, with the whole frostbitten feet thing. But that's a training thing that he does every season. I don't see how that was really a distraction. A d- I agree 100%. The media made it a distraction, but that's really not a distraction in my opinion. If that had never happened, they would have nothing to talk about. Exactly. The The helmet helmet issue. That really wasn't an issue. It was only an issue because he didn't want to change for whatever reason. Yeah. It was was a comfortability factor. Now it's crazy. Now what's crazy about that, right? Mm -hmm. And I I heard... uh, I heard Marcellus use this point, or it may have been LeVar Arrington, but I thought about it. When I was watching games on Sunday, mm-hmm. you know, it was me, you, and Chi in the group chat. She was like, you know, you was it you or was it, was it Charles that sent it that, that was saying what happened to uh, Weddle, Eric Weddle for the Rams? It was Chi. Uh, I, I thought so. I thought it was Chi. And basically, what the point was is, we're fighting over these helmets because you say these helmets are so much safer. But Eric Weddle catches a knee to the head and blood is gushing. How safe are these helmets? You know what I'm saying? Like, it was kind of like a, that was a perfect example of what AB was fighting for that they made a mockery of. And basically, he's saying, I'm more comfortable in the helmet that I am, that I'm in now. And here's another helmet that y'all are claiming are so safe. And it's not even any safer than what my helmet would have been. Right. So I thought that was an interesting point. Um, and it was kind of a point that I saw, but once I heard it, 
I couldn't unhear it. So I can't really say it's my point, but it's definitely something that I agree with. And I felt like the whole helmet situation was blown out of proportion as well. That's because he has a quote unquote diva tag. Yeah, man, but that's just, I mean, people got to get over that. I don't like the whole diva tag. Like quarterbacks can do and say whatever the hell they feel, but God forbid a wide receiver or a running back feels some kind of way. It gets blown out of proportion. Right. Exactly. And then even if that's the case, man, at the end of the day, business is business. And you got to be able to put that to the side and have a conversation and be honest about what's actually going on right. and figure out if you're taking something personal or if this is something that's affecting business. So not to stay on that part too long, we get to the allegations of sexual assault and rape. Um, The first thing I thought of is there's a full-on attack on Antonio Brown at this point. Mm. And I didn't mean that from a conspiracy standpoint. I meant he pissed off the wrong person or pissed off enough people in order for this thing to just really be, all right, we're trying to get you up out of here. So the first thing is, I don't feel like it's a conspiracy because I feel like when a woman makes an accusation like that of sexual assault or rape, she has to process how she's going to be looked at. And that's not going to be favorable by everybody. Right. You know, so I don't look at when women, when women say this happened to me, it's not that I don't necessarily believe that they could be lying. Mm -hmm. My thoughts, my thought process is why would she put herself through all of this just to lie? Now, I do understand that some people are like that. So I take a wait and see approach, but I definitely didn't look at it as like, oh, she's lying. This has to do with him having frostbitten feet and a bad helmet. I ain't think it had anything to do with that. But even if that wasn't the, with that whole frostbitten feet and the helmet thing, people would have just looked at it like, oh, he's super duper rich. She's trying to get some money out of this somehow. That's, that's, that's what most people go to when this type of situations happen. But the problem is these people, when women, when that happens to women, they get looked at in such a, uh, a scrutinized light. I don't even want to say negative per se, because even the people who are on their side, they're scrutinizing every single thing that they say that it can't be an easy process. So I just don't feel like it's worth all of that. But some people, I mean, obviously it's happened before where people have lied on people. So I'm not sitting up there saying I mean, that hell, it's impossible a movie about it. Exactly. So my thing is this. I'm going to just roll with the wait and see approach. Right. But then he he messed that up. What do you do? I must have missed. So with the with the and I've heard him call it text messages, but I think that's what people use when they see DMs or any kind of exchange with correspondence. Oh, those are it looks like it, the emails. Yeah, right. Yeah. I did see that. It, it made it it made them look bad because from that standpoint, you won. Saying that you that you felt like uh, that that a person made you feel like a racist a rapist isn't necessarily an indictment on yes you actually raped somebody but it just doesn't make you look good in the light. Right. Second of all, if if a <laughs> it just sounds like a creep move. I ain't, I'm not trying to you know knock anybody, but it just sounds like a creep move if somebody's asleep or if somebody's you know inebriated to the to the point where they're not even really coherent and then you just take advantage of that situation so just knowing those little details 
it just doesn't look good. Man. My thing is, yeah, Antonio Brown. Why would you even have to go to that level to you know do that? You're a well-known figure, man. Like you don't have to do that. It it could be a it could be a narcissistic thing, an egotistical thing. You know, at that point in time, in the moment. He's not showing any self-control or, or restraint. Sure, he could go out and, and, and get with the woman or sure he could hit somebody up. But in that moment of laying in, in, in the bed with that particular woman, the, uh, the ego could take over. And that's what it is. And sometimes you, know? you got to make smarter decisions. You putting your career and life on the line. No, I mean, smarter. I mean, that dude is just if that's true, that's just you're just not a good person. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you need a better team around you. Like you gotta have a team that's like, yo, you bugging out right now. Like you gotta relax, my dude. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, at this point in time, man, I don't necessarily feel like he's. Uh, it, it looks like he's on the verge of having some kind of like, I don't want to say a psychotic break, but he's just going through some kind of episode. You know what I mean? Of just really like breaking down. It's it could, still it no could be for this. Hey, this is true. no, 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 because. Because this happened before the breakdown, in my opinion. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, it's obvious that his mentality is just on a different level. In in some ways, it's reminiscent of Kanye and what Kanye's been doing. You know what I mean? Not to just bring pop culture in it, but just to give somebody a reference point. You know, at one point, this guy is like this and seems stable and seems on top of his game. And then all of a sudden, Something the happened. events and the pressure just right and. And you're just you're just different. Right. And that's what Antonio Brown is, regardless of how people feel about him, whether people support him or where, whether people are totally against him. The thing that we can say is he's different. He, you know what I mean? He's been he's, different. Yeah, he's he's not the same person, you know, in the past year and a half, two years that he was when he came in early and was working hard and getting receptions and, you know, Staying keeping low. it cool. Right. Yep. Yeah, so. And again. He got famous real fast. For, for sure. For the work he put in. So for famous, sure. They say fame is a dangerous drug. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I'm not saying that's the case with him or that's what happened, but it, it can yeah. lend itself to it. Yeah. I just feel, you know, I, I hate I hate hearing any kind of, uh, you know, aggressiveness or predatory things happening against women or children. It just makes me feel like sick. You know, so I'm I'm holding my judgment. Like I'm not sitting up here saying this man is guilty by a shadow of a doubt. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just speculating on what it looks like and I'm gonna take the wait and see approach. But that is just how I feel about the subject. Cause it's just you know man, there's really no excuse for that. Yeah, exactly. All the way exactly. around. Exactly. But let's let's talk about uh on field activities. For sure. Let's get to that. I'm down. So, your team did well. <laughs> yes, indeed, brother. Yes, indeed. Can't say the same for mine. <laughs> Can't say the same for mine. Ah. And you know, I, as much as I hate to do this right now, I have to give the Bills credit. <laughs> I have to give them credit for getting that W the way they got it. Man, who saw that coming, man? I, thought it, was, way I thought it was over. Yeah, me too, man. I thought it was me over. Too. Me too. So yeah, I definitely, yeah, I definitely thought it was that way. So we can start with our teams, man. If you wanna, you wanna start, that's cool. Well, yours you know, is gonna be a lot happier than mine. So yeah, you can yeah. go. You can go first. 
<laughs> okay. All right. So first off, I'm not a big I told anybody so thing. The one thing I wanted to say is if you listen to previous episodes of this podcast, the entire preseason, the number one thing I was preaching about my squad was our defense. That was it. When people asked about Jimmy G, when people asked about Kyle Shanahan, the number one thing that I would say to them is our defense looks phenomenal on the field and we don't even have all of our players playing. And that translated into week one. Um, The defense definitely won that game. We got three turnovers in that game, two pick sixes, uh, of course, a fumble, a fumble recovery. Um, it was just a phenomenal, phenomenal performance by my defense. Um, it allowed Jimmy G to make mistakes. It allowed Jimmy G to get comfortable. Um, and I felt like after he threw his first interception, which allowed them to go up seven to three on us, he was able to settle down once he realized our defense had his back and we were going to win this game. Um, just speaking on the Tampa Bay side of things, uh, Tampa Bay looked a little, um, Tampa Bay. Yeah, they, they looked a little Tampa Bayish. but what I will say about them is their defense played really hard in the beginning. They have a nice run game with Barber and Jones mm-hmm. and, Mike Evans had the flu and you could tell he had the flu. Like it wasn't a fake flu thing. Like he was on the field. He caught a pass. He got into a little argument. They showed Mike Evans go to the sideline and I swear they just panned the camera away because it looked like he was about to throw up right there on the spot. You know what I mean? You could see it in his face that he just wasn't, he was a little lethargic Mm. and he just wasn't fully into it physically, but he was out there trying to be a warrior. Um, I think Tampa Bay held it down. Um, if you're a Tampa Bay fan, they're not they're not phony, but Jameis is definitely going to have to clean up those mistakes, man, because he looked like the reason why they weren't winning okay, the game. Question on Jameis: How long are we going to say he needs to clean up things? He's been in the league for a minute now. Oh, I ain't got no. Hey, listen, bro, he went to Florida State. I care less. They could have been let Jameis go. <laughs> See, I'm gonna keep <laughs> that it is stacked. true. Let's fuck Florida State regardless, but they keep it a stack. You know what I'm saying? He ain't like on no Blake Bortles phony. But if you're talking about Tampa Bay moving on from him, I would have no problem with that whatsoever because I mean he's been there long enough for them to do what they need to do, and he is one of those quarterbacks that still didn't get the grasp of I need to set my feet before I let that ball go. You know what I mean? It's a mechanics thing with him, and I just don't ever think he's going to rectify it. So I keep telling that's people, how I Florida feel. State is not the place to get a quarterback from. Nah, not at all. Not at not all. Not EJ Manuel. <laughs> nope. Not Jameis Winston. Nope. <laughs> nope. So that's pretty much the wrap up on my squad, man. I think we had a we 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 put on a phenomenal performance defensively. I think we held serve offensively. Um, it was crazy because it was penalty driven. So like George Kittle scored like two touchdowns and they were both called back each time on two separate drives because of, a you know, just a stupid offsides penalty or a fake block in the back penalty. Like, but our offense could have been better. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo stats could have been a little bit higher, but the defense, they, they did what I thought they would do. Well, then there's my team, the other side of the spectrum. Damn. So apparently five weeks of preseason wasn't enough (laughs) because we came out flat, no energy, no discipline. Mm -hmm. Hell, the first play from scrimmage was a sack. Yeah. Now I'm going to give credit to Minnesota defense. They're one of the toughest in the league. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. But if we did all of this offseason moves to get these linemen to shore up both offensive and defensive line, mm-hmm. we shouldn't be getting sacked on the very first play of the game. No, but it's early, too. It is. And then yeah. on that same drive, we get the punt blocked because of yeah. lack of communication and lack of discipline. Mm-hmm. Dan Quinn preaches discipline, but we don't show it. I don't see where it's not translating. Yeah. That's pissing which, me off. Which is crazy because Dan Quinn was one of those uh, defensive coordinators for uh, the Legion of Boom in their early stages. Yeah, and we we could have a so, top flight defense. Yeah, yeah. Grady Jerry did his thing. I give him that. Mm-hmm. But by the offensive line not holding up their part of the deal, we couldn't get the run game going, so free was bottled up. Mm-hmm. And by the time we, you know, by the time we could get anything going, we were already down 21 points due to but that, turnovers. But that's what baffles me about football. Mm-hmm. Like, when I watch a lot of games, and you, you know this from, you know, us texting back and forth with the Hurricanes, I'm a big proponent of taking a shot down the field, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and so my biggest thing is, if you got Julio Jones, shorthanded Muhammad Sanu, and Calvin Ridley, and you're down 7 nothing, and you happen to say, okay, we're going to stick to the game plan, and then you get down 14 nothing, man, I'm not going down 21 nothing without taking some bombs to my big boys. But you know what's crazy? <laughs> Sorry to cut you mm-hmm. off. They wouldn't even no, force, you're good. They wouldn't even force the ball downfield because Matt didn't have enough time to get the ball downfield because the defense was... Tearing their ass up on the line. But you, you got to do some other stuff, man. You got to throw, you got to put Devontae in there and chip. You got to roll out. You too many, you got too many weapons. I understand and, that. And but you even can't, Hooper, bro. You can't just throw it up on Xavier Rose like that. That should have go the other way. Same thing with yeah, Harrison but, Smith. But, but, that, but that's cool. That's cool if you just got Julio. But you got way, you got, you could have killed it with Ridley. That's why I felt like Ridley scored the first touchdown because he's the one that's, Trey Waynes makes a lot of mistakes. He does. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, yeah, and at the end of the day, you're right. You can't take a super shot down the field um, if they're getting a lot of pressure. But if you start tearing them up, they're going to back up. And so you just take the shot because sometimes what will happen is, as you saw in the Hurricanes game, you'll get a penalty, bro. Like, you'll right. just get a flag because regardless of what people say about Xavier Rhodes, man, the biggest thing about him is he's really touchy-feely. Mm-hmm. And so I think the more shots you take at him, the more you could expose him. But now I ain't want to get off on a tangent. I just don't understand why, you know, teams with, like, superior wide receivers don't just take shots. You know what else I didn't understand? What's that? On a first and goal, why are Julio, Ridley, and Sanu on the sideline? And we're down 21. Why are they not out there? Why are we in a heavy package knowing they have a great run defense? Right. Because you got to at least scare them, make them think. At least Julio with a fade route. You got to make them think. Fade route, cross route, drag, something. Yeah. The reason Matt threw a pick is because, one, they didn't fall for the play fake. And two, right. he was under pressure, so he had to throw it off his back foot. And Luke Stocker, mm-hmm. who formerly of the Titans, didn't finish running his route. So that's why the safety was able to come over and pick it. Crazy. But man. had we had our big guns in there, that probably mm-hmm. would have went a different way. Overthinking, least. man. That's that's coaches overthinking. We got outcoached you know? thoroughly. Yeah, for sure. For sure. 
We only but put up know, 12 points. We could have put up more. Yeah. We took a big loss on the offensive line. One of our offensive yeah. line broke his foot. He's out till yeah. like week 10. Jesus. That's that's rough, bro. Yeah, and we just drafted him too. And that's what hurts. Yeah, that's rough. So, you know, I knew Minnesota was a tough place to play, but I definitely expected more out of your squad. And you know what's crazy? What's that? They didn't attempt more than 10 passes. That's the crazy nope. shit to me. Dalvin Cook, nope. your boy, went the, <laughs> nope. fuck, went the fuck off. Yeah, man. Because yeah. we couldn't contain the edges. I was just thoroughly disappointed. Like, our, if we if we had played disciplined, the game would have went totally different. Definitely. And I was Definitely. just so disappointed by that. Mm-hmm. Because they weren't That's doing crazy. a lot to stop us. It's just like we weren't playing our game. Yeah, it was just the defense and the running game, and it just put y'all behind the eight ball quick. It, it got out of hand. And then at that point in time, they just controlled the clock. Pretty much. They yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm disappointed with that. <laughs> Very disappointed with that. Yeah. Then the Monday shit on Monday night happens between the Texans and the Saints. Hold on one thing. We just got to give Lamar Jackson a lot of props because there was a lot of talk coming into this season. You know, how would he um, be able to elevate his game from the amount of rushing attempts, which I thought was a beautiful thing to put that out there because you could tell that the Miami Dolphins defense, phony or not, really sold out and bought into the fact that they thought this man was going to rush 15 to 20 times a game. And he carved them up. But you know what's crazy? That's how I know these media pundits don't pay attention. Because at Louisville... He only ran when he had to. Exactly. He, I specifically remember him playing us, tearing us up through the air. Exactly. And then the funniest part about it is, in addition to him doing that at Louisville, I also, I stated it earlier in a, in a previous podcast, that he was getting Greg Roman, our old OC, when we had Kaepernick on our Super Bowl run and how successful he was with using Colin Kaepernick's strengths. Mm -hmm. And I figured that would play out. Now, I'm not saying I thought it was going to be 59 points, five touchdowns and all that. But what I thought it was going to be was successful. And it seems to be headed in that way. It's early. I just wanted to get a young man props because I feel like he's been scrutinized ever since he's been at Louisville Mm -hmm. as to whether or not he will work in the NFL. I feel like people act like, you know, he isn't a special talent and it didn't translate. And I would hate to do like, you know, just a minor recap without mentioning that. And kudos to him, man, because that was dope. You know who is getting hype? What was that? Those boys at Ohio. And I'm not talking about the Bengals. Super Bowl champions. Preseason Super Bowl champions. So we did a super reverse. Like, hold on, we going to hit something else on Sunday? Yep. We can't skip over that? No, we can't. It's a couple of things I can't skip over. First, before I get into Cleveland, let me give my props to Kyler Murray. Because I thought that game was dead in the water. I thought it was over. Me too. He showed me something. I got to show respect for that. He showed me something. Yeah, me too, because being young and being able to pull that second half comeback off, it shows you where his talent level is and where and how resilient he is. You know, I don't want to give him any props because he's in my division. But I understand, respect. Understand. Respect, though. Respect for sure. Def- respect for sure. respect. But back to these uh, Browns. Mm-hmm. He played doo-doo Brown on Sunday. Man. 
So, oh, so what happened? Cleveland, I mean, y'all supposed to, you know what I mean? Supposed to come out firing. Y'all came out with a dud. I mean, you know, it's just been a lot of stuff going on in the NFL. You know what I mean? The Antonio Brown stuff. You know, Hurricane Dorian hit the Bahamas and, you know, hit man, touchdown man. the U.S. tour of the East Coast. I just feel like they were concerned. They were preoccupied. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that man, OBJ, was wearing a Richard Mill watch. I ain't mad at him. I I think it's a little bit of uh, Brandon. I think that was uh, a little advertising. He got a check for that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, At the beginning of the game, man, it looked really promising. Baker was slinging that rock. He was throwing it to Beckham. I think he threw it to him like four times on an opening drive. They looked like they had a pretty good connection. Um, He hit Jarvis on a lot of passes. And the game seemed relatively close. For the first half, looking at that end score, you wouldn't really know that because they lost by 30. But that didn't happen until the end where he just had a meltdown. Like Baker looked bad. Like he looked like uh, Brett Favre. That's exactly what he looked like. To well, that's me. what they compared him to. <clears throat> I mean, it looked just like that. Like, you you know how sometimes Brett Favre would just make miraculous things. Like, you know, a memorable game is when he played on Monday night after his father passed away. He played mm-hmm. against the Raiders. He threw that, you know, he killed it, whatever, right? But he looked like that Brett Favre that would throw you out of a game. Oh, and they don't like talk the about that. The, the oh, Vikings-Packers game. Threw man, right they, don't talk, they don't talk about that enough with this dude, man. Yo, Brett Favre would throw you out of a game, and that is what Baker did. I mean, they were horrible interceptions. Mm-hmm. They were horrible interceptions. I'm just sitting here like, yeah, what happened? All summer. Yeah. All summer, I was like, don't believe the hype. Yeah. Now, now the Browns could turn it around and actually do something, but this no, no, I, I know exactly what you're saying. No, I, I know exactly what you're saying. This, I know exactly what you're saying. This, this you're not saying smile. that they're done. No, they're you're not, not saying done. They're done, but you're saying they're not who we thought they were, or <laughs> we are who we, they thought they, they were. <laughs> yeah, who, who who made that quote at the end of the game? I forgot what his that name was. That was Delaney Walker. Yep, yep, it was. Yep. Was tight end, formerly of the San Francisco 49ers. That's a tough dude, man. Yeah, that was your boy. Yeah, I got a lot of respect for Delaney Walker, him and Vernon Davis. Yeah, yeah. So that was very interesting. But yeah, the Browns definitely low. The Browns browned. Mm-hmm. I thought the Saints was gonna lose. I was I was happy. Drew Brees, Drew Brees. No, you know what? I take that back. No, Drew Brees didn't Drew Brees. The what defensive happened? coordinator for the Texans fell asleep. He fell asleep, but he must have forgot. In the, wor- in the words of Roy Jones Jr., y'all must have forgot. He must have, because <laughs> in that situation, you play tight. If you get beat over oh, the man. top, you get beat over the top. But you can't let them yeah. get in field goal range. Well, I think it's so funny that if you notice, all of the quarterbacks that people have like uh, extreme respect for mm-hmm. in the two-minute warning situations, most people are afraid to blitz. And if you notice the people who do blitz or bring a lot of pressure on them, they're usually successful. And I feel like that's what happened. They, I feel like they just got away from like even trying to rush them for they real. They passive. They're like, oh, okay. yeah, let's like, just it, tackle them down in front of us, try to run the yeah. clock out, and hopefully they don't get a field goal range. No, like they not, continue to be aggressive. Yeah, I will bring the house, you know. Bring it, especially bring it corner blitz. Yeah, man, they definitely. Beat you, they beat you. Exactly. But you're going to beat me because you got some pressure. But um, phenomenal game. <clears throat> Deshaun Watson, amazing. Um, yeah, Deshaun Watson was who I thought he was. 
Yeah, man. It's very man, just just a, I mean, you know, having a weapon like DeAndre Hopkins is one thing, man, you know. But being able to make those throws that you, that he was able to make going back and forth, just you right. know, Drew Brees gets the lead. I'm not scared. I can do the same thing. Don't worry about right, it. That looked like Deshaun Watson from Clemson. But, but that's who he always, yeah. that's who he's always been that guy though. But that doesn't always he's translate always for everybody though. It's translating for him. Man, bro, that was one of the biggest mistakes I feel like the 49ers ever made when was not trapped. Yeah, I mean it was it was a no brainer to me, and I feel like it was a Kyle Shanahan move because we were so we were so in the eye in Kirk Cousins, and I think we had a backdoor deal with Kirk Cousins because that was the second year of his franchise tag. So I felt like at the end of the year we were just gonna get Kirk, and then the Jimmy G thing fell in our lap. You know what I mean? But. That's the reasoning behind we're not going to draft Deshaun Watson. And I'm saying to myself, you've seen this dude back-to-back years in the national championship game. One loss, one win. Cold, carved up Alabama's defense. Made no sense to me. Look at, the, no look at the dominoes. We yeah. lose the Super Bowl mm-hmm. with Kyle Shanahan, your coach. He makes yep. a decision that keeps y'all from getting Deshaun. Yep. I guarantee you, if we had won that Super Bowl, he would have never let that y'all would have never offered him that job. Well, it it just well, he, depends. Actually, he offered he got offered a job before that. It it depend, but but it could have changed the trajectory of things because it, it definitely would have just made him. It would have bolstered him as one of those Super Bowl winning coordinators, mm-hmm. and on the on the sneak. He has a lot of redemption that he has to try to get for that loss because people blame him for that loss. Mm-hmm. You know, they a lot of people look at it like instead of looking at Atlanta's defense, they're like, "Why ain't y'all? Why ain't y'all keep scoring? Like that's all you had to do. All you had to do was run the so, ball, kick a field goal. I've been saying it for three years. <laughs> I tell you like this, man. I I didn't say this in my uh in my wrap up of our of our game against the Bucks, mm-hmm. but I was sick of his play caller. Like, I don't know if it was him or if it was who he delegated to call those plays. But they were like, you know, Kyle Shanahan likes to come out with the first 15 plays uh, scripted. And then it was just like we had certain situations on that field where I'm like, man, what are we doing? This thing is wide open for a pass. And then there's other situations where, you know, we could run the ball or it's like, why aren't we hitting Kittle or why aren't we hitting Debo? It was just weird, man. Uh, uh, I felt like he set up Jimmy G for, for failure in that game in the beginning. In the beginning. Kyle Shanahan has an ego issue. I've been hearing that since he was in Washington. I can believe it. I can believe thing. it. Yeah. I can believe it. But shout out to Deshaun Watson. Fuck the Saints. Hate him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, that was a great game. Saints fucked up my fantasy. Yeah, fantasy was pretty cool this week for me, man. I had a, I had a clean sweep. I didn't even imagine winning, uh, one league, and Will Lutz won it for me with that fifty-eight yard kick. I didn't even know I won until Tuesday morning because I just didn't look at it. Like I was like, oh, I lost this one. Then he hit the kick, and I was like, damn, that was a sweet game. And then I jumped into the Raiders Broncos and fell asleep. I woke up in the morning like, what? I won? Oh hell yeah, we in there. Man. So, <laughs> well, let me tell you, first, Cam didn't give me shit Sunday. Like, I was so disgruntled with that. Like, Cam, baby, what nah, are you doing? Bro. Oh, bro. <laughs> Cam didn't give me nothing. Oh, man. Meanwhile, Ben on the bench giving me 16. I'm like, okay, I fucked up there. Mm-hmm. Freeman mm-hmm. didn't give me shit. Julio didn't give me shit. Thielen was eating at first, and then he scolded down. 
Yeah. Like I lost that game. That was oh, I lost that day. But in my other league, I won. So I mean, I, I guess it ain't too bad. That's good, bro. I mean, that's that's all that matters if you can pull off that win, man. Baker didn't do anything for me. Um, yeah, Baker Mark didn't do Ingram. Shit for me either. <laughs> Mark Ingram killed it. Uh, David Johnson killed it for me. Odell was solid because he had seven catches for seventy yards, so that was like fourteen. Calvin Ridley, man, tell me, man, underrated man, we didn't guy. Give Calvin enough touches. I'm sorry. I know bro. you. Ne- you never do. You never <laughs> do. But you, know what I, but you know what I like about Calvin? Calvin's a touchdown machine, dog. Yeah. Calvin had nine touchdowns last year, and he uh, was in a game that was just like yeah, ten scarce for y'all offensively. He was like, I don't know how we go, how we gonna pull this one off, but don't, I'm getting the TD, and he got that thing early. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he did. Yeah, man. I had Jimmy yeah. Graham from the U. Jimmy Graham did a great job for me. Um, I had Tyreek playing. Um, you gonna sit him down? Got hurt. Yeah, so I had Deshaun Jackson on the bench in this league. So I mm, put him in. That hurt. <laughs> 49ers defense blew everything out of the water. And of course, Will Lutz. Thank you, sir. Sony Michelle didn't give me shit. Bro, and that's how it is with the Patriots. That's the unfortunate part about having players from New England. It's like the one week they're going to kill it, the next week they're not. Not to say you should do this or you shouldn't do this in fantasy, but this is the week for Sony Michelle to get something. Oh, you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not taking him out the starting lineup. Definitely not. Yeah, yeah. Like Definitely this is not. the week. This is the week where everybody's gonna expect Josh Gordon to kill it. You know, I picked up Philip Dorsett on waivers in another league just because I had a doo wide receiver. And why not take Philip Dorsett? Another Kane. Another Kane. But at the end of the day they may not be the ones getting the numbers that they got before. This could be a heavy dose of Sonny Michelle. He could catch five or six passes for 60, 70 yards, get two touchdowns, rush for about 80, and blow it out the water. It's just the fact you never know with New England. I know in my other league, I got a rough got a rough week. What's up? The guy I, I'm going against has Patrick Mahomes and Drew Brees at quarterback because it's, it's a two-quarterback league. Boy, that's that's a cheat code. Yeah, yeah. And he's got Saquon at running back, and James. Saquon, oh, and Sammy Watkins, and Derrick Henry, and a flex. And you know what's so? And you know what's so tough about him having Sammy Watkins is the fact that Tyreek went out, and I feel like Sammy's starting to be like Sammy that that we all knew. You know Sammy what I mean? Clemson, like, mm-hmm. Yeah, Sammy from Clemson was a beast. And, and he always would give you a game like he gave you last week in a season. But with Patrick Mahomes, that makes him super dangerous. And he was, yeah. eating, he was eating this past <clears throat> Sunday. So if he picks up on that, I'm in for a rough day. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's, that's a tough lineup to go against. The, the beautiful thing about fantasy, anything can happen. You know what I mean? So I'm definitely not saying that's a win because, man, fantasy is crazy. It but is. that's a tough matchup. Just Breeze, Mahomes, and Saquon alone. You know what I mean? Before we even get to Sammy Watkins. And, you know, go ahead. I was going to say, and even James Conner can light you up. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. In our league, a guy I'm going against has Carson Wentz at QB and uh, Saquon at running back and, and Fournette as a second running back. And yeah, goddamn. Well, the thing about the thing about Fournette, man, is uh, unfortunately Fournette is uh, 
a victim of losing Nick Foles. Yeah. It's going to be kind of ugly for my guy. He doesn't really look like he's like, he doesn't look like he's one of those special running backs. Well, you know what I mean? He's, maybe he's sluggish this year. Like he's, but he was sluggish last year. Fool missed like 10 games. He was hurt. True. Then he lost like 25 pounds, and I thought he might come out here and bust some ass. And then the next thing you know, you know, but Foles that gets hurt. Him or the line? Shit, ain't gonna matter in fantasy. If he don't get right. no points, he don't get true. no points. True, <laughs> true. That is totally. True. You know what I mean? That's that's all I'm saying. I, I respect. It may not be his fault, but at the end of the day, that's the whole thing about me saying Nick Foles is gone. Man, that's a new QB learning in the offense, and it's nah. Well, speaking of Nick Foles being gone, we got some news earlier this week. I don't know how true this is. Mm-hmm. But the Jacksonville Jaguars are open, quotation marks, open signing Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, it'd be interesting, man. But when they picked up uh, Josh Dobbs from uh, Pittsburgh, yeah. it kind of threw me off. And and they did that after I heard that news, too. So it's kinda, it was kind of disappointing because as soon as, you know, it got a little bit of fire, it feels like it got, you know, they probably, they the probably got a little bit of cold feeling like, nah, let's go get this other guy. Well, you know, he was interested in Colin Kaepernick before. He was. Yeah, so was. I, I definitely believe there's there's some there's some truth to it. I think the biggest thing about it is we don't know how how big that collusion is, right? Mm-hmm. Because the one thing we can say is if if he filed a collusion suit and there was some culpability there. And then they settled. Whatever that is now, you can't get me for it again. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So now we can have full-on collusion. It is what it is. It could be unspoken. Right, you took you that know? bread. Yeah, you took that bread. Never worked for us again. And it's unfortunate, you know what I'm saying? But that definitely could be the case. So It is. Yeah. It is unfortunate. But we'll see what happens. On yeah, the week, that- too, as Bill Belichick says, on to whoever yes. you play. Yeah. So, since we're talking about whoever they play, let's, you want to run down these uh, these predictions for the next week? I'm down, bro. It sounds like a plan. All right. So, first game out the gate, Thursday <coughs> night, Bucks mm-hmm. and Panthers. Yep. I don't know how to feel about this one. Okay. Because last week, the Panthers looked a little sluggish. Like, they okay. weren't ready for the season to start. Just like we yeah. weren't. Mm-hmm. And then Cam is a is a iffy. He's like, maybe I will be great, maybe I won't be great. You never know. Okay. And then, as you said, with Tampa's defense, they look legitimate for once. Mm-hmm. So I don't know who to pick for this one. Saying all that to say that. Okay. You want me to take my pick? Cause I'm pretty sure I know who I'm gonna take. Yeah, go ahead. Maybe it'll help. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll take it into consideration that the Panthers were actually playing uh, a really good team in the Rams. Mm-hmm. And although that game was a loss, it was a very close game and it could have gone either way. I don't think it was performance based as to the reason why they lost. I just think that loss felt like they got beat by a better team. Mm-hmm. Um. I will say this. Tampa Bay is no slouch. Tampa Bay is in your division, which is in the Panthers division. And I believe that they're going to put up a really big fight. 
but I feel like Carolina's defense will take advantage of Jameis's mistakes. Mm-hmm. And I also feel like the mistakes that the Bucks defense made will allow for Cam to have an easier game and continue to let Christian McCaffrey shine. So I'm going with the Panthers. Mm, very persuasive. <laughs> See, with the Bucks, it's not, it's not like they yeah. don't have talent. It's more so which James yeah. is going to show up. Yeah. Is it going to be James that can give you 400 yards and three touchdowns or maybe a picker? Maybe a pick? Mm-hmm. Or is mm-hmm. it going to be James that give you like 200 yards and five picks? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you this much. If Bruce Arians is his coach, which he is, I'm just saying that to be stupid, uh, he's going to throw the ball. Oh, yeah, yeah. No doubt about that. So, you know, the probability of him throwing interceptions or at least one is very likely. Going based on quarterbacks that have more faith in Cam than Jameis. So, I'm yeah. going to go with the Panthers on that one. Makes sense. But we but we both acknowledge that game could go either way. It but, could because yeah. it's the NFC South. Yeah. I know firsthand it could go either yeah. way. Yeah, for All sure. Right. Next game, 49ers at the Bengals. Come on, cuz. You know who we taking out here. I'm going to go ahead and take this one uh, 49ers defense. I, I already know that. I already know that. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I already I wrote like it what... down. You didn't even have to explain it. <laughs> <laughs> now, what I will say about this is um, Jed York, our owner, has a relationship with the people of Youngstown, Ohio. Oh, and what funny. he always likes to do is, and that's he's been doing this. As... Mm. Oh, for real? Yeah. That's dope. That's, that's, that's a fun fact. That's a fun fact. But Jed York... Um, even in the hardball days, because of the ownership, mm-hmm. we've always stayed in Youngstown, Ohio, whenever we've played teams at a one o'clock game time in that area. So whether it would be the Browns or the Bengals or even the Pittsburgh Steelers, mm-hmm. we would stay there during the week. And that's what we did this week. So I don't think I that jet that. lag. Yeah, I don't think that jet lag is going to play a role into it. I feel like my my team is going to be well rested, mm-hmm. and I believe that our defense is is going to put a lot of pressure on Andy Dalton, mm-hmm. which is what we're good at doing. And I don't think he's going to be able to get the ball out fast enough for his speedsters. He's going to have to have some shorthanded guys to really pull that off. Um, well, Taj Boyd is shorthanded. No, I mean he he is, but you gotta Outside you gotta that, get that ball. It's a little shaky. You gotta get that ball out. It's okay. it's not it's not a game with my pass rushers between D four, Bosa, who I ain't even like, got a sack. DeForest Buckner, Eric Armstead, like we were on people and we were just rotating them, rotating them. It just felt like we just kept putting pressure and pressure on James. Question: It's gonna be a lot of pressure. Yeah. What's the status on AJ Green? AJ Green, I think, is still out. Last time I checked, he was in a walking boot last week, and I haven't heard that he's gotten out of the walking boot. Okay. So I've been keeping my eye on that. But no, I haven't seen anything. Okay. So it's really just going to be John Ross, the dude who was one of the fastest to ever run the combine. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyler Eifert, who caught five passes last week for 27 yards. Like, all that kind of stuff. You're going to need some explosiveness to kind of, like, Offset. make my defense yeah. back right. You know what I mean? And, and Giovanni Bernard is big enough to run through the tackles like that. No, nah, man, it's not happening, man. They're not running on us, bro. It's not, it, this defense is so good that it's going to take the premier running backs for me to feel like, okay, it's going to be real. It's going to take a Zeke. It's going to take a Saquon. It's going to take a Todd Gurley healthy, mm-hmm. you know, 
to do that. So I'm I'm gonna roll with that. And conversely, just on the offensive end, I feel like uh Jimmy G is starting to get settled in. Tevin Coleman's out. Yeah. Um, but we got Matt Breida. We got Raheem Mostert. I don't know if we uh, brought Jeff Wilson Jr. off of our practice squad or if he was even on our practice squad, but he was killing in the preseason. So I'm not really too concerned about the running backs. And we got a plethora of weapons. So Well, I just don't the see Niners. the Bengals with any way to combat everything that the 49ers have going right now. Their defense isn't top-notch. It's not, but they put up a really good fight last week against uh, Seattle in Seattle, which was shocking to me. They did, but also Seattle's not the same Seattle either. Hell no, no, no. That's firepower. Yeah, definitely lost a lot. I lost a lot of and firepower. And as I always say, I never trust Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton was yeah. never special to me. Yeah, and that's and that's the that's the key. That's so the key. with that being said, I'm going with the boys in gold and red. Yeah, that's what I like to hear. <laughs> now, now, when we play y'all in a few weeks, that's going to be something to see. Hey, bro. You know how it goes, man. Yeah, yo, it's going to be a lot of shit talking that week. Just tune in, Yeah, y'all. man. Tune in, y'all. Hey, it's going to be fun that week. Hey, 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 we go. We in here. Yeah. <laughs> no, all right. Next game. Bills at Giants. Super Bowl rematch of uh Yeah. <laughs> Know what? Now that I think about it, it's a Super Bowl rematch with the Niners and the Bengals. I didn't even peep that. Yeah, we smoked that ass. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, let's not bring Before that up. Chris Collins ugly. I mean, fuck him. Yeah, right. I know. I was being sarcastic. Fuck Collins. I hate that. <laughs> for real. I ain't lying. He gets on my nerves, too. Okay. So this is a toss-up for me. Shit. Because the Bills showed a lot of resiliency last week. Where's the game? It's in uh, MetLife. Okay. It's at one. Okay. So, I mean, it's going to a six-hour trip, seven-hour trip, so you ain't got to go far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I didn't think it was a travel thing. It was more or less a, a comfortability thing for me. And they just played at MetLife this past week because they just played the Jets at yep. uh, away. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good point, man. It's really... I mean, Giants fans are a little more reckless than Jets fans, so I don't know how that mm-hmm. could play into it. Josh Allen really didn't show me much last week until it was time yeah. to like put up, but I guess there's no better time than then. Yeah. I, I don't trust their running game, though. Mm-hmm. That defense is decent. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't get the chance to watch the, uh, the Giants game, so I don't know exactly how they played. You might have to fill me in on that one. They started off a little, uh, they started off cool early, but then they just got smoked. They got walked down. Mm. How was Saquon looking? Saquon looked good. He had a 59-yard run, and then they hit uh, Evan Ingram for a touchdown, uh, either on that drive or the subsequent drive. Okay. But as they began to get blown out, they took Saquon out of the game. Like, not out, out, but you know what I mean? They just stopped running them like that. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. This That's a tough game, saying. bro. It is. Uh, it's only Saquon in New York. I'm gonna go with okay. the Bills. I'm a shock. I'm a shock people. I'm gonna go with the Bills. Oh man, that's dope. And they're probably gonna bite me in the ass, but I'm going with them. Man, I'm gonna side with you on this one, and what? it's the dumbest logic ever. Go ahead, spill the, it. The the Bills are one and zero. The Giants are all one. 
I'm going to roll with the Bills because it's just too damn close. And so I'm going to just take momentum and, and the positivity. I feel like when you win a game, you feel a little it, different. Can, it carries over. Yeah. And when you lose a game, there's a certain desperation there that could either help or it could hurt. And it's anxiety. Um, like, well, are we going to lose again? Yeah. So a team like the Steelers, when they lost, you know, I felt like they have Juju, they have some other weapons. They're going to maybe be resilient. But a team like the Giants, where the only weapon they have is Saquon Barkley, I don't really see how you're going to build off that with Eli. Plus, does Eli really care? So, no, I'm going with the Bills. Now, this next game is, a, right. is a toughie in, okay. in a way. It's Cardinals at the Ravens. I say, no. it's, I say it's a toughie because I looked at the way that the Cardinals responded last week. I know the Lions are a lesser team than the Ravens. But they mm-hmm. showed me a lot. Yep. Especially Cliff, how he adjusted, how he got them ready to play. Mm-hmm. When, I mean, it was damn near too late, but they did show up. They didn't just lay down like most teams do. Yep. And Kyler Murray showed me a lot. He still, he can put that ball in a rope, and he can put it in places that's hard to get to. So, mm-hmm. I don't know, though. I think... I'm, well, with the, with the, if they can slow down Lamar, they have a chance. But if not, it's over. <laughs> it is over. I'm gonna go with the Ravens, even though I gave the Cardinals all that, all those props just now. I'm going with the Ravens. <laughs> all right, bro. I agree with you. I'm going with the Ravens, man. They got to travel all the way to Baltimore to play at a one o'clock start. Oh yeah, you're Jack telling Wag. me you telling me the rookie QB is about to go up against this defense that's licking their chops, and you telling me Lamar Jackson and them boys are reeling off of throwing up 59 points. I'm gonna roll with them, man. I think I think they're a the better team right now. I think. Um, Kyler Murray is to be respected, but they're going to be learning curves and they're going to be bumps and bruises along the way. And they'll get their first loss of the season considering they ended that last game in a tie. So I'm going with the Ravens. Man, that tie fucked me up, man. <laughs> I hate ties. Fucked up my predictions last week. Yeah. Yeah. It tricked the game up. Right. For sure. Next game, Chargers at the Lions. I'm going Chargers just because the Lions are going to Lion just like they did last week. I yeah, really don't really have knows. too much faith in the Lions at all. Yeah. Because they were smoking the Cardinals, and they let them walk them down in time, yeah. which is crazy. Yep. So I'm going yep. with the Chargers on that note. What all that said, man, the Chargers, they're a better team, um, regardless of where they're playing. Sure, the Lions are a professional team, and they could win this game, but I don't foresee them winning this game, so I'm going to go with the Chargers. All right. Just better personnel. Next game, Colts at Titans. Mm. I don't trust the Titans. Yes, they won. Mm. But the now, that's t- what, this is tough. The now, t- this is the tough one. It is. The Titans could go back to being a pumpkin. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> they could be Cinderella one week and a pumpkin the next. And it's a division game. Yeah, and you know that Coach mm. Defense is going to try to get after Mariota like nobody's business. It's, it's tough, bro. This is a tough game. This is a tough game, man. And Brissett didn't do too bad. Oh no, no, they could have, they could have done something. They could have won. But as you said, it's, it's a division game, so I don't know. Bro, that's tough. Who you going with? Let me hear your prediction. Um, if I had to pick between the two teams, here's the thing with Derrick Henry, man, and I'm gonna be perfectly honest with you. One, he's a big when, DeMar- <clears throat> when Demarco Murray went there. Mm-hmm. 
and he was the primary back and Derrick Henry was a rookie and he was playing alongside anytime he touched the ball it seemed like fire you know it seemed like this dude could take it to the house any moment I picked this dude last year in fantasy and I was like okay Derrick Henry's a beast we gonna get it going man Derrick Henry was so awful and he was about to get dropped from my team, but I kept getting injuries at the at the running back position. So and in addition to that, and yeah, and in addition to that, I had to play him. And I had to play him on that Monday night game. I was one of those people in the ESPN like league mm-hmm. that like only fifteen percent of our league played him. I was one of those people. I played him in two different leagues. Dude got like forty five points that night. And the biggest thing about him is he gets his points off of receiving yards. Like, that's what happened last week. He got a reception and took that shit to the house. All that other running he was doing in the beginning was just getting stuck. And so if there's a team out there with a decent linebacking core and that can play disciplined football, you can kind of keep him at bay, you know? I don't. Coach do have a good deep, uh, linebacker. I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. So it's 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 Ooh, tough. Yeah, it but is. then it's like if you're the Titans and you and you held down Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry, then T.Y. Hilton. But forget that. Just just let's just say the receivers. You know what I mean? Those receivers are notorious for catching passes and getting yak. Yeah. If you can hold them then you could probably hold T.Y. if you could hold both of them in the same game, right? Well, you, you should be. If you can't hold T.Y., it's an issue. You caught a fluke the first week, if that's the case. Yeah, so I, I don't know, bro. I, where are they playing? They playing in Tennessee. <sighs> yeah. And it's an um, outside game. You know, dome teams don't really do well playing outside. But it's still early in the season, though. Against my better judgment. I am going to roll. Nope. I'm going to go with Tennessee. Okay. My gut, something, something's telling me that the Colts are going to be able to pull this game off. This feels like that, that NFL game, like where somebody loses week one, mm-hmm. somebody else wins big week two. And it's almost like a trap game. Mm-hmm. Like, but it's a division game. It's at home. Tennessee should win this game. I'm going to roll with them. I'm just, I'm just going to go chalk on this one. I'm gonna go Tennessee. I'm gonna go with the Colts. I just, I just feel. I'm like not mad. Jacoby Brissett is gonna light them up because their secondary I'm, is weak as shit. I'm not mad at that pick at I all. I do not I'm trust not their secondary at all. This ain't gonna be that pick where I was like, ha ha. Nah, <laughs> I ain't. I'm not mad. Win or lose, I'm not mad. This, this was a tough game to pick. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Yeah. That might come back to bite me in the ass, but fuck it. <laughs> that one in the field, Giants. Yeah, yeah, that too. Cowboy, yeah, bro. Cowboys of the Redskins. It's been a tough week for the Redskins. Namely, Man. Mike Scott. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Oh man, I I hate doing this, man. <laughs> oh, Go nasty. ahead, pick the Cowboys. It's so nasty to say this, man. But they're a better team, man. That's nasty. The the Redskins are a dumpster fire right now. Man, I don't even like the Redskins either. But it's just nasty saying it. Like, it's so easy. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I I, I hate both of these teams with a passion. 
I I hate doing that, man. Not with them, man. Not the Cowboys. But they they're a better team, man. And I feel like uh, it's early. It's too early for for them to to start start to falter with bad teams. I think they're going to try to get a jump on the division, and they know that they have a formidable opponent in uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. So, yeah. I'm going to roll with the Cowboys because they're going to they gonna need these two division wins. I feel like so. if Dak plays anywhere near the way he played Sunday, he'll be good. Yeah. But if he falters at any point, <clears throat> it's going to be a rough rough outing. Yeah, and well, again, I think... Go ahead. Now, I was just going to say, the thing about that Redskins game is they could not stop the bleeding because they couldn't stop the deep ball. They couldn't. They just couldn't. But who do they, the Cowboys don't have a Deshaun Jackson, though? They got a Mark Cooper. He ain't Deshaun, though. He ain't Deshaun, and, and and Dak ain't Carson. But if, you, if you're a professional football team and you can look at that tape, you can see where the exploits are. Right. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm a, yeah. But on the opposite end of the spectrum, as a football team, you can see where your deficiencies are and correct those. I don't so, know. That don't mean I'm picking the Redskins. I'm just saying. Well, think about it this way. Think about it this way. If the Redskins, if the Redskins had their hands full with Deshaun Jackson with no running game, like no threat of, like Jordan Howard is nice, but they didn't run him like that. Uh, the young boy, I think his last name Sanders, he's cool. And then you got Darren Sproles. That ain't got nothing to do with Zeke. Zeke is an eight in a box guy. Right. Your receive your your cornerbacks, your DBs are gonna have to do their job this week, and they couldn't do it last week without a guy Speaking that was half DBs, as talented. Can we talk about how Josh Norman has fallen all the way off? Well, I mean, ain't nothing he could do with that. All the that way boy off. just fast. That boy Deshaun is just fast. I'm, I'm he just gets talking. no credit for keeping his speed over the years. None, none at all. <laughs> the dude's just lightning fast. Like he he ain't go anywhere and be slow. Came to the Redskins fast. Tampa Bay fast. Came back to the Eagles still fast. Only problem is he went to USC. He picked the wrong. <laughs> but yeah, but so. Josh Norman's falling all the way to fuck off. Like ever since he yeah, left yeah. Carolina, I don't know what happened. Well, I mean, you know, you need a unit to keep you to keep you solid. I think I think Josh Norman's a, a hell of an athlete, you know, not just because he jumped over a bull this past summer, but, you know, just on some real shit. Like, Jumping he's a really good athlete. You get smoked on Sundays, man. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> okay. Uh, all that being said, I'm picking the Cowboys. All right. Makes sense. <laughs> picking the Cowboys. Oh, this, this next one is a doozy. The Jaguars at the Texans. Man, listen. Had the Jaguars had Nick Foles, I may look a little different. It may be, I may be leaning towards Jacksonville, but since not, since they don't, and I don't really know the quarterback situation like that, like I don't yeah. know if those guys can perform under pressure. Yep. I'm going with the Texans, especially after what I saw Deshaun do. Yeah, so I agree. 
I feel like the Texans are just a better team. Contrary to what I said um, all preseason, I felt like the Jags were going to be the sleeper team. I had no idea Nick Foles was going to break his clavicle before the first game was even over. And with that said, that sleeper thing went down the drain with it. So... I'm going to roll with the Texans. So basically, the AFC South is for the Texans to lose at this point. Well, yeah, for the most part. But it just depends on what games they have to play out of their division because, truthfully, that's what could hurt them. Their style of play and playing those particular teams where somebody like the Tennessee Titans might be able to play, you know, they might be able to get some of those games where they're, you know, scrappy. Yeah, where they see them more, so yeah. Yeah, the Texans don't. Well, I'm just saying the Texans in general just don't seem like the scrappy team. So if they got to play somebody like the Panthers, that's kind of like an ugly matchup for them. You know what I'm saying? So now this next yeah. one is a no-brainer. So okay, it's Patriots at Dolphins. So all right, well, I mean, you know, you, unless somebody wants to get froggy and pick the Dolphins, which we don't. Uh, I wouldn't pick the Dolphins if I was on a fifth of Henny. Hey man, I. <laughs> Anything can happen, but no. Nah, nah. <laughs> Anything can happen, but no. Not, not, hey, that, man, not that Sunday, nah. <clears throat> I don't know, man. Listen, they the beat them last State year on some fluke shit, but nah. I've seen the Golden State Warriors lose everybody in a, in a playoff series. So, Tom Brady could go down. Anybody could go down. Next thing you know, it looks evenly matched. And they still get smoked. <laughs> I don't believe it. <laughs> I'm not hearing it. Oh, man. So I'm assuming you're picking there. the Patriots, too? Yeah, yeah, for okay, sure. Cool. Without a doubt. All right, Seahawks at Steelers. This one is a toss-up for me. Oh, yeah. The Steelers yeah, are going to be like, yeah, yeah, they're in Pittsburgh. It's hard to beat people there, man. The Steelers are going to be pissed off because they got smacked like that at home. Yeah, definitely. And it's just hard to beat people there, and that's a, that's a long road trip. What time is the game? I believe it's at 425. I'm not sure. That's better for the Seahawks. Uh, yeah. I'll let you go ahead and pick it. I'll let you know who I'm picking. I want to pick the Seahawks. Uh-huh. Because I don't see the, the Steelers defense really putting the clamps on anybody like that. But again, again, they don't really have weapons in Seattle to make you scared of them either. It's like Russell exactly. bust. Exactly. <sighs> But they do have a good run defense over there. It's not mm. LOB, but it's, it's decent. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with the Seahawks. Mm. Okay. Surprising pick. I'm going to go for the All upset. Right. All right. It's probably going to bite my ass, but I'm going for it. I'm going to roll with the Steelers on this one. Not just because I don't like Seattle, but if if the Steelers lose this game, man, that's tough. Oh, the Steelers that's lose this tough. game, A.B. is laughing all the way to the bank. Yeah, that's tough. That's a tough one, man. So I'm going to roll with them for that fact. I think they got a great home field advantage. I, I believe they're going to be focused. I think Mike Tomlin's a, a great coach, and I think he'll have these boys focused and ready to go. And like you said, the weapons on the Seahawks aren't too detrimental. You know what I mean? You just got to come out there and play some disciplined football, and you can probably pull this off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, next game, Vikings at Packers. Mm-hmm. Now, from what I just saw from the Packers, I mean, from the Vikings, yep. I'm leaning towards Minnesota, but they're going to need to throw more than 10 passes to win the game. I can tell you that now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because the, what I saw from the Packers on Thursday, 
They have a decent run defense. Like they mm-hmm. jail more, they could probably be top fifteen. Mm-hmm. That's surprising to say about the Packers. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree with everything you're saying. Packers really don't have a threatening wide receiver like that. Yeah, they do. Devontae Adams. <laughs> not, not in my eyes. I, I feel you. I not, feel a, you. not in my eyes. That, that wasn't that wasn't to say you made a mistake. No, that no, was no, me no. to say that's what I think. I think they got one. I know what you're saying. I know how you feel about Aaron Rodgers too. Oh yeah, yeah. So but, I get it. I no. get it. That, that was going to my point of I don't know who Aaron Rodgers is going to throw to that'll make, really make the Vikings key in on them because with us they had to key in on Julio mainly but you also had to key on a couple of other dudes because they are also threats if you key mm-hmm. on Devontae Adams that's pretty much it in my eyes unless mm-hmm. somebody else steps up mm-hmm. so you focus on one dude the front seven pins their ears back it's going to be a long day for Aaron Rodgers Okay. He was already getting killed by the Bears defense. Mm-hmm. So all right. I say all that to say that I'm picking the Vikings. Okay. All right. I respect that, Pete. I can see uh I can see the logic behind picking the Vikings. It's been that fun. Um, I'm be pissed. <laughs> my only issue with the Vikings is they've always had trouble playing division games against Green Bay. Um, not that that uh, Mike Zimmer hasn't had his success against Aaron Rodgers because he has. Mm-hmm. But I just kind of feel like I don't know if Kirk Cousins is ready for that. You know what I mean? There's something about Kirk Cousins that after he got his money, he doesn't even look like the Washington Kirk Cousins who's trying to air this ball out to prove people wrong. And the Packers defense guy. I just think it. I think he's just going with the flow, whatever that flow may be. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you're going to rely heavily on the run game, mm-hmm. that plays into the favor of Aaron Rodgers because that means it's going to be more of a low-scoring game. And in addition to that, the Packers' defense got way better, and they're not going to be here to roll over lightly. It's going to be a close game. They got a lot of weapons with Minnesota with Thielen and Diggs, but Diggs is sometimey. So I'm going to roll with the Packers. Okay. I'm going to roll with the Packers. But I also feel, you know, depending upon how the season goes, if it's in Minnesota, it's going to feel different too. So True. right now I'm going to go with the Packers. All right. Chiefs at Raiders. The Raiders Man. showed me something last week. They showed me Man. something Monday. Hey, bro, I told you when I was watching Hard Knocks, man, and watching the preseason, John Gruden was about throwing that ball, and he did yeah. not shy away from yeah, it. Yeah, he, he was definitely throwing that thing. <laughs> yeah, he didn't. It's but a I, tough game, bro. I was one of those, uh, okay, Antonio Brown's gone. What are they really going to do? They they balled out. Yeah. Against a decent defense. Right. So... So now it's just Derek Carr. Like he'll be great this week, and next week he'll look like his brother David. I believe in Derek Carr right now. See, see, that's the caveat right now. No, no, no. What, what, what I mean by that is, I believe in him as being a, a better quarterback this season, not like last season, because I just kind of feel like he was getting used to Gruden and. and trying to understand what he wants mm-hmm. I like him as a leader he speaks very positively he's a rally the troops guy like 
it's crazy to say that because it sounds so cliche, but I just kind of feel like he's in a positive space and I, and I like him. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like Casey's defense is pure ass, <laughs> but it's like this it is, is. going to be a shootout. But they and put up why so many would points. I? But and that's what I was going to say. It's a shootout. But why would I go against Pat Mahomes in a shootout? You know what I mean? But then the defense of the Raiders is nice, though. Like, they, they got some nice little pieces. Like, they got LaMarcus Joyner. They got Abram. Like, they got they got some nice little pieces that can make this Actually, thing upset. they don't have Abram. I think Abram is injured now. Abram's injured this thing? Am I any peep? Hold on. Damn. Hold on. Keep talking while I look that up. I think Abram but, is injured. But either, either way, either way, to be honest, as much as I would want to pick the Raiders, it boils down to, and you know, Pat Mahomes does have an ankle injury that we don't know too much about. Right. You know, forget that Tyreek is out because you still got Sammy. You still got a plethora of running backs, including LaShawn McCoy. Um, and you got Travis Kelsey. Like, that's that's the weapons thing. It's still there. It's still there for a shootout. I'm going to go with not betting against Pat Mahomes is my reason for picking Casey. That's the real reason. Yep, Abrams is gone, sir. Damn, what happened? He got injured. Like he's out, out, or is he out for a little, like a week or so? He is done for the season. Damn, why didn't I know that? He got matter of fact, slipping. he got injured during the game on a freak play. I'm slipping. Damn, I missed that. But you know what? I'm, that's the game I fell asleep on. Yeah, because you was probably sleep when that went down. I watched the whole game. Yeah, oh, his his, uh, his teammate made the tackle. He hit dude out of bounds, and then his teammate's leg swung and hit him in the top of the head. Oh, bro. Yeah. Damn. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be a blow right there. That boy had a lot of energy, and even though he was young, he was ferocious. Yeah, I like. He was him. definitely putting in work. I like him. So, but I'm gonna go with KC. I'm going with KC because this dude Patrick Mahomes is an alien. Yeah, he is, bro. He really like, is. He, he missed a touchdown pass because he wanted to no look it. Like, yeah. And Kelsey was wide open. Like he could have mowed the grass and caught the ball. Yeah, bro, bro, be tripping bad. He do, yeah. but keep. What you gonna do? You gonna tell yeah, him about nah, doing nah, that? No, nah, no, nah, nah. he's super nasty. I'm not even. I'm not even. I'm not mad. All right, this next one: Bears at Broncos. It's the battle of the trash quarterbacks. <laughs> it's at Broncos. They're playing in mile high. They're playing in mile high. Trubisky didn't do shit for me, man. He didn't. I watched that game, not even fantasy related. I just watched him play, and he's still not ready. He's not ready yet. Yeah, he's not. I don't know what it is. Like, is he not used to the pressure? Did he not read the playbook enough? Like, I don't understand what is it. Like, that defense is really holding him down. Yeah, he's not ready, man. But on the flip side of things, the Broncos have Joe fucking Flacco. He's yeah. trash too now. Oh yeah. They yeah. also have a good defense. So it's like it's who can score the most out of this situation. I got my logic for why I'm gonna pick who I'm gonna pick. Mm-hmm. But it's it's pretty uh it's pretty weird. But here we go. So both of them are playing in mile high. 
Both of them, we don't believe in their quarterback play, but we believe in their defenses. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the Broncos because I feel like they have the bigger running backs and have more running backs as opposed to going with Trubisky and Tariq Cohen in Denver. And I'm going to pick the Broncos, weirdly, to win this game against the Bears. But mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a battle of the kickers. And I think it's going to be a low-scoring affair. Not 7-3 to three like with the Packers, but definitely could see something like 16-10 to 10 or something weird like that. Just one touchdown apiece and mad field goals after that. If I had to pick which quarterback to have faith in, it would be Flacco over Trubisky. Just because of his past. Yeah, and that's still tough. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. And then the Bears don't have enough offensive weapons either. They don't, but I think Trey Burton's supposed to come back. They're tight end, but that ain't about to make me pick it because Denver's got a really good defense. The defenses can score in this game and throw it off. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the touchdown ain't necessarily even got to come offensively. So. And then I really think Phillip Lindsay is going to break out this game. I mean, break out, relatively speaking. I definitely would pick him over Tariq Cohen. But that's a that's a hell of a defense to be running against. That's one of those games where you run for seventy yards and put your team in field goal position uh, position a couple of times. You had a really good game. Like you know, what I'm saying it doesn't look like that. Like seventy yards don't always look dope, but it looks dope when you do it against a good defense. Then again, the Bears have the one up because Khalil Mack played Denver twice a year, so he knows yeah. the team in and out. Yeah. To a certain extent. I don't trust Trubisky, man. Damn it. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough Mm. to put put Trubisky against a good defense. That's just tough. I'm going to go with the Broncos, man. That's a smarter pick. It's tough to do, man. Vaughn Miller and Bradley and Bradley Chubb against Nick, uh, Mitch Trubisky. Man, man. That's tough. Yeah, but then you got, uh, I don't know. I made my pick. Let's, Let's move on from that. No, all right. Saints at Rams. Ooh, that's a nice game. That's you know, nice. you know what the narrative's gonna be. Oh, remember when this whole non-PI yeah. call and all that bullshit and all that crying from Saints fans and court cases <laughs> and all that other bullshit <laughs> that wasn't gonna change the game. You know, <laughs> we were supposed to go to the Super Bowl, but they didn't. Let me get off my tangent. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> I'm just saying, even if they did rule in favor of the Saints, it wasn't going to change the fucking game. At it's all. in L.A.? It is in L.A. That's oh, an easy pick. Going with the Rams? Yeah, it's an easy pick. Saints don't Saints don't really play too well, like, on the road that much early in the season. Like, Saints got to get their shit together. And I feel like they just played a high-powered offense put the defense to the test, but some of that home crowd and the field goal kick from from the longest kind of helped them. I feel like the Rams are going to be, they're going to be there, and I feel like Aaron Donald is coming to wreak havoc. Well, I ain't picking the Saints no goddamn well, so you knew which way I was going with that one. Yeah, I don't want to say, I mean, I'm rooting for the Saints. I'm rooting to, to get a nice red X by this pick, you know what I mean? I hope the Saints <laughs> pull this shit off, but if I got to be honest, and it's in L.A., Against Aaron Donald and them, nah. I hope they tear <laughs> Drew Brees a new asshole. Pause. I mean, yeah. I, 
Listen, Alvin Kamara looked like an all-world running back last week. Look, like Kamara, he would. Kamara's on my fantasy, so man, he's he is a beast. He but is. I, but I'll be honest, man. Aaron Donald ain't nothing to play with. Aaron Donald's an alien. He ain't nothing to play with, man. But it's fucked the things from my side, so I'm never picking him anyway. All right, hey, respect. Now the <laughs> game that matters to me the most. Where? Eagles at Falcons Sunday night football. So they coming to that Mercedes Benz dome? Fi- yeah, finally. After like three, <laughs> four fucking years. Like seriously, the last three years we've played in Philly. Yeah, that's crazy. Based on what I've seen this past week from the offensive line, I'm not too excited. Even though they are missing one of their uh, premier pass rushers, we still got to deal with Fletcher Cox, who is no mm-hmm. laughing matter. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I'm I'm picking my boys regardless, but I just don't know. We never Matt Ryan never plays well against Philly for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because he's from there and he feels some sort of allegiance or what. Maybe some yeah. Philly voodoo or some shit. I don't know, but he never plays well against Philly. Okay. And I think okay. they, Carson Wentz is going to try to have a bounce back game, but I feel if we rattle Carson Wentz, we'll we'll win the game. All right. So I'm going with my boys. All right. I feel like it's a trap game for. Uh, I feel like it's a trap game for uh, the Eagles, and I feel like the biggest thing about it is everybody thinks they're gonna win, and that to me is gonna be a nice setup considering that y'all playing in Atlanta, and you got the weapons to do what you need to do inside that dome. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people expect the Eagles to win on a primetime game. I'm going to roll with the Falcons. Okay. Then I'm going to roll with the Falcons because I believe, like, I think they're going to win this game. If the Falcons don't win this game, it's going to be a long season, bro. Uh, please, please. I- I've suffered enough uh, national endorsement <laughs> at the hands of the Eagles. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think y'all are going to win this game. Last but not least, the Jets at the Browns. <laughs> Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, bro. I mean, you want me to go first? I'm going to go first. All right, go for it. As much as I hate the Browns and the hype, <laughs> and as shitty as they played last week, I believe they're going to come out with fire. Okay. Okay. We thought it was sweet week one. We're going to come in, be more disciplined, mm-hmm. be more uh, precise with what we do, make adjustments mm-hmm. sooner, and we're at home. Mm-hmm. We can't lose two games in a row at home. That's not a good... We can't be that Cleveland Brown team where all this hype and all the success and all these pundits picking us to win. We got to actually show up. So I believe they're right. going to show up yeah. and win this game. Yeah. I hope they don't... Uh, Cleveland did for me, or I'm gonna be pissed. I mean, it'd be kind of bittersweet for you. It would. Really it would, but I'm trying to win this <laughs> prediction game. So, <laughs> I think uh, I think Cleveland's gonna win too. Okay. If you had to go, if, if I had to pick 
the alternating factor, like good game, bad game. I definitely think Baker Mayfield is one of those people. He's one of those people that could do what he just did last week, throw one TD and three interceptions, and on a Monday night game, throw five TDs and look like one of the best in the league. And so I definitely think he works well with negative pressure. He's heard the comments all week. And I think they're going to come out and sling that rock to just better talented players. So I'm going to go with the Browns. But then again, I'm not scooping on Sam Darnold either. He did well for the most part. And that defense is nasty. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not dissing Sam Darnold. I like Le'Veon Bell. It's just if you're asking me to go weapon for weapon, it's in Cleveland in prime time. I think one person is the one team is ready for prime time. Yeah, true. <clears throat> Odell's ready for prime time. Jarvis Baker, they're ready. True, and they got a defense. Yeah, didn't they, yeah. they didn't show it last week, but they do have a confident defense. Well, it's hard to do that when you throw three damn interceptions. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, you know what I mean? Cannot yeah. turn the ball over and expect to win. I yeah. Miami Hurricanes. You call, bro. Like, let's finish it out with this because it's going to be real passionate and real fiery. Seconds. Go for it. So, in these groups that I'm in for these Hurricanes, <clears throat> people are saying, get Jaron Williams the fuck out of here. He's not a quarterback that we need. Yep. Oh, you've been saying that too. I'm not. I, I'm. I'm saying I can see why they say that. Mm-hmm. I can see why they say that. If I had to honestly say why I think we we lost the last two games, it has definitely been from inexperienced quarterback play. I don't want to say poor because the kid is a freshman, mm-hmm. but definitely inexperienced quarterback play. I won't put it all on the quarterback because that fourth and seventeen had nothing to do with Jaron Williams. True. That UNC converted. I put that on Manny Diaz. You know yeah, the situation. but the defense. <laughs> yeah, but the defense gonna be the defense, man. You know that one mistake compared to all these other mistakes. And fourth and seventeen is crazy. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know, man. I don't know. There's no excuse it's for allowing them to convert to fourth and seventeen. I know the defense is gonna be the defense, but you gotta know the situation. No, I get it. <clears throat> I get it. Can't believe it. I'm still mad we lost that shit. Fucking you. Yeah, I am too, man. used to treat it's, them it's, like a doormat. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to talk about that. I ain't gonna lie to you. Especially being 0-2. It's just hard to talk about it. It's being ugly. Owned. It's ugly for yeah. us right now. Yeah, and I had a feeling Carolina was gonna be tough. Yeah, you did say uh, Mac is a good coach. Mac is a good coach, that. man. It's not gonna be the same North Carolina Tar Heels. As long as he's there, they're going to play. They, you're not going to just look at them like, oh, this is a basketball school with a football team. Like, nah, this is going to be a football team. They're going to be one to be reckoned with in the next couple of years. Well, goddamn, we got to get our shit together. Definitely. Definitely. Because it's only going to get worse if they can get players. So we kind of got to bury them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They lost to Florida, hurt our recruiting a bit. I feel. Yeah. As far as I just think Florida is concerned. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say about Miami. We play Bethune Cookman. Yep, got to get this win. We better get this win. They know got it. We better get this win. I'm going to throw a fucking tantrum on here next week. And then as soon as we get the win, 
I'm going to celebrate like we beat somebody really good. Oh, you motherfucking right. <laughs> all kind of used and turnover chains and touchdown rings, all of that. Yeah, I need one of those 52 to 17 wins. That was a W, shit. Yeah, right. Yeah. But yeah, that's the, I think that's it for this week. I got yes, all my sir. frustration out about my fantasy team and my uh, my Falcons. Well, man, it's a, it, the the beauty of it is the week starts right back up on a Thursday, so yep. we back in it. We in the groove, man. Yep, yep. We in the groove. So I hope continued success for your 49ers until we play. Yeah, man. Good luck Sunday night. Appreciate that. Yeah, definitely. And that's gonna be a good game. I'm gonna definitely be watching that all the way through. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely gonna be a good one. Yeah. So, well, y'all, before we get about here, you want to plug these socials? Definitely, man. Um, on Instagram, hit us up on the Gridiron Guys podcast. Um, I'm at Night Owl Twenty Three, K N I G H T O W L Two Three. And I go ahead, Sean. Pesos as p.e.s.o.s. Right. And the Twitter page and the Facebook page will be coming eventually. So we can actually you know, have a conversation with y'all. Definitely. So be on the lookout for that. Yeah. We'll be back next week, y'all. Definitely. And tune in to wherever you listen to your podcast, whether it's Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, most Feature of the major platforms. That's it. Wherever they play wherever they play podcasts, we are there. <laughs> yep. Like bro man from the fifth floor. <laughs> All right, y'all. Yeah. Till next week. All right, everybody be blessed. Peace. Peace.